0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth
1: like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's
0: blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is,
2: Andrea Kay. It's a woman's woman!
3: Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Having a great time on this Monday. We know we're having a much better time tonight than, than Hunter and Joe Biden are possibly. Oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think we're having a better night tonight than Ron DeSantis, who unveiled his economic plan today. What's that old saying? If a tree falls over in the forest, is there anybody there's nobody around does it make a sound um i don't know here to talk about all the fun haps is our buddy who come who is with us every monday it's mondays with maloney brian maloney that is from red wave america hi honey
1: Hey, hey, how you doing?
3: Well, I'm good. I am here to report, though, my spicy fried chicken, that I tried fried chicken in my air fryer, and it's not as good as batter dipped and deep fried, but this should come as no surprise to anyone.
1: Oh, and you know what? Chicken uh, chicken and a Biscuit was on the store shelves around here. I looked <gasps> after we talked last time. They have it around here, yeah. Oh,
3: good. Did you buy yeah, some? Yeah, uh,
1: I, I didn't, but I will next time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a hurry.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will buy. I've had it
3: before. <laughs> oh, chow. <child>, what? Are... <laughs> You're so bad. Okay. I've got to get your perspective before we talk about DeSantis and unveiling his economic plan today, which was as exciting as my, you know, non-batter dipped, non-fried, air fried chicken. Um, Your take on the Devin Archer testimony today?
1: Well, I mean, the the bottom line is, I guess I'm surprised it even happened at all because, I mean, as you saw, the DOJ did everything they could to keep it from ever occurring. So, and they almost got away with that too. Uh, so, to me, I mean, it was just anything after that was just gravy uh, because, I mean, you know, it could have easily been that they simply prevented the testimony from occurring. So, I guess we do have a few Republicans that still know how to scream and holler and say, you're not going to get away with this. But then I think that we need to go back and name the names of the U.S. senators who approved uh, the nomination, confirmed the nomination of Merrick Garland from the beginning. And what was it, 14 of them? I've got to go back to that list uh, and say, you know, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Because this has been a disaster. So what, you know, how do you justify a vote like that? I mean, I, I know it was a couple of years ago, but come on.
3: Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me sucked in some iced coffee. Oh, it uh, happens. That's yeah. Live continue radio, ta- live Continue radio. talking as I t- try oh, to I work out.
1: You, you yeah, so I will filibuster <laughs> through Andrew's. <laughs> Do you know how many times this happened to me over the years? I can't even. I right. hope you're okay then. I am,
3: I am, okay. but continue okay. for a moment.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So the bottom line here is that Devin Archer, uh, you know, told Congress that Hunter referred to President Biden as my guy. Uh, <clears throat> And so, I mean, the bottom line is Joe Biden himself was in on these calls at least tw- uh, 20 times this mm-hmm. here. Yeah, so I think the number was 20 uh, and that the uh, they paid Hunter up to a million dollars a year we're talking about Burisma to serve on its board because of the Biden brand. So supposedly yeah. the Biden brand had value. And what's funny is, you know, in 20 back in 2014 or whatever, I wouldn't have really thought that Biden brand was worth 10 cents because I mean, it really was the Obama show. Uh, and Biden just seemed like somebody that Obama thought was a joke. But so. we
3: didn't. Here's my question for you. I'm glad you brought up Obama, because what we didn't know, really, nobody was really paying attention to, was it that uh, uh, Biden was put in charge of the energy sector around the world. I wasn't aware of that. There wasn't a whole lot of press on this. And, and I'm wondering why, why And there. not one person but me has ever mentioned whether or not how much money was Obama making off of this deal. I mean, are we supposed to believe that Joe Biden was getting millions of dollars off of his position in the White House and Obama wasn't getting a penny?
1: Well, and that's been incredible. You really have not seen those dots connected. But I mean, it was, what, a week ago that I know, a paddleboarder chef mm-hmm. you know, vanished into the sea or whatever, and they pulled him out later. But I mean, the bottom line is that vanished from the news cycle within a day and then and then Obama himself is golfing and he's got, you know, what bandages, bandages around his, his hand, um, you know, like with no explanation of what was going on there. So, I mean, do we, you know, we just don't have answers to things anymore. But, you know, that and I'm sorry for the tangent on that part of it. But, no, it's okay. you know, the thing is that in 1969, when, you know, Edward Kennedy, uh, you know, left a woman to die, just just miles from where Obama is now, just miles. I mean, Chappaquiddick Island is basically just about connected mm-hmm. to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, you know, back then, it at least made the front page of the news. You know, at least that stuff was covered. Now these things happen and, oh, it's just buried into, you know, just, just in the news hole. You know, and they're gone, <laughs> gone. Just they—they they can make things disappear now. Yeah. And back then, they felt some kind of duty to report things. If you know, if a Kennedy, if if, if if you know Ted Kennedy was still alive. Uh, and, and did that, you know, if of it would it clinic now, again, it would be buried. So, yeah. I mean, that's how things have changed.
3: Well, let's talk about, uh, we're talking to Brian Maloney, Red Wave America. Let's talk about DeSanta's economic announcement today, his big economic program that nobody paid any attention to. I started to pull some clips of it, but it was such a snooze fest. I didn't want to bore the listeners. You know, Meg and Kelly interviewed him and said that, to add a little color, said that, you know, before her interview with him, he was telling jokes, he was cracking everybody up that he was really charming and funny and then you see him today deliver this speech that just was a complete dud it's like not just there's some people that are great in a one-on-one or in a small room but can't stand behind a podium or or do a big event and and just can't they don't have enough charisma to really carry a room isn't that part of the problem here
1: well and that is the case and if it's true Uh, And I hadn't heard much like this before where you're saying that behind the scenes he's he's, uh, kind of a lot more easygoing. I hadn't heard that before. If That's who the guy is behind the scenes. We haven't seen a lick of that on the campaign trail. This guy freezes up like a deer in headlights. Uh, He cannot, you know, he's not somebody you can put a flannel shirt on and send him into a coffee shop in the New Hampshire, you know, lumber town or something or whatever uh and and have him you know chat with the local guys over coffee he can you can stick him in there and try to have him do it but it's a dud i mean he just does the man does not know how to relate to people and i think that's a huge huge problem so you know when somebody like megan kelly is noticing it too who's not necessarily a trumpster at all uh you know i think you've got something that like you said you know the policy announcements are, are, announcements are duds. And the reason is, is because this primary battle has been over now for months. I mean, the bottom line is, Andrea, Trump won the primary battle, uh, what, February, January? I mean, it's been over uh, for a long time. And so the presence of any of these people in the race right now, I know some of them are in the race to hopefully get the VP nod or get a book deal or get on Fox or whatever. But DeSantis, his agenda, the only reason why I think he's still in the race is he thinks, because his elitist friends are telling him, oh, well, if Trump's going to jail, and then you'll be the nominee. And I'm going to tell you right now, Andrea, that even if Trump did go to jail, which I don't think will happen, but even if it did happen, I still don't think DeSantis would win the nomination. I still, I think somebody else would come forward, because he does not have charisma. He does not have, I think, the gravitas or whatever it is that you need to go out there and get a room excited Uh, and get them riled up and say, you know, this is what we're going to do, and it's going to be amazing, incredible. Uh, That that just just isn't there with this guy. You know, you can't force that. You can't create it out of thin air. If you've got a candidate that doesn't have that inside of them, you can't do anything about it.
3: Well, Thomas just, yeah. Massey tweeted out today, and it became a little controversial. He said this, that we've got to figure it out. We've got to find some judge in Florida, I'm quoting here, that'll indict DeSantis quick to close the indictment gap. It is a truism that any time someone is persecuted, the camp rallies for their defense. Well, what shouldn't the DeSantis team have known that before they decided to throw their hat in the ring?
1: Well, I think so, and you know the thing that the Desantis—if you look at the Desantis hacks on Twitter—who are—they're disgusting, and most horrible. of them on the payroll. But you know they've been screaming bloody murder about well, Trump spent you know forty million in legal yeah. fees. Did the donors know that? And the answer overwhelmingly. From the public has said, yes, and we'll give him another 40000000 million, we'll give him $80 million to keep fighting that, and he can use it all in his legal fees if he wants, because the bottom line is the man's being persecuted, and people are ecstatic to donate money towards fighting back against that. So that backfired, that showed how out of touch the DeSantis people were, because they thought people were going to think, oh, well, my donation went for his legal fund? Oh, no, you know, I thought it was, I mean, what, what do they think people thought that Money was going toward. Of course, it was going toward fighting back.
3: Exactly. Um, are you going to be able to stick around? Yeah, you. All bet. right. Because I've got a hilarious clip out of Iowa. I don't know if you watched any of the uh, any of the Iowa um, that the event over the weekend, um, but there. The, and I've got a clip to play for you from Nikki Haley, and I'm not sure it's 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 monumentally mind-numbingly stupid and I'm not sure if she was from in Iowa when she said this or not but I can't wait to get your reaction so Brian Maloney is going to stick around with us and you better too I can't wait to hear what, what what my spicy fried chicken has to say to Miss Nikki Haley so stick around
0: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Email me at andreakayshow.com, andreakayshow.com. 888 344 1170 is our live call in number. Continuing our discussion with Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Did you watch any of the uh, Iowa event this weekend, Brian Maloney?
1: No, no, I missed that. Well, oh, I missed
3: that. Well, I don't know that you missed much. It was the Republican hopefuls. And one of the things that just really chapped my hide was when Donald Trump came out, the song that they played was about uh, somebody going to prison.
2: Oh, of
1: course.
3: Yeah. Of course. Which Who was
1: in uh, charge of that event?
3: Uh, probably Governor um, Wooder, the Iowa governor, oh, and Kim yep, Reynolds. Yep. And I look, I know that, you know, her and her team didn't like, you know, Trump's comments, but, you know, I mean, why she backed DeSantis. So, you know, why is right, he supposed right. to act like, you know, they're, they're besties? But that was really low budget. Um, I didn't really watch anybody else. Um, I watched a little bit of Trump. i um, I'm, I'm Quite frankly, not really interested in, in in listening to you know Tim Scott. Well, Why would I care about listening to Tim Scott?
1: Well, I don't think Trump should be appearing at events with any of these other people. I don't think he should be doing debates with any of them. Forget it. I mean, these people have three, four percent in the polls or whatever. They're not going to climb any higher than that. Why should Trump uh, sit there and, as you pointed out, you know, have to endure you know that kind of those kinds of antics? Uh, when he's you know 30 40 points ahead of them all in the polls I it just I would never send him there in the first place
3: yeah I don't know why he was there um, this was uh, play this clip for you from speaking of one percenters or two percenters Nikki Haley this actually wasn't in Iowa this was on MSNBC because you know them rhinos love them some uh, legacy media oh. um, maybe this will help her bridge the gap between her two percent and Trump's 65 or whatever whatever it is uh, skins please play clip four well i think climate change is real i think that we do have to focus on it we all want an environment that has clean air clean water to leave for our kids and our grandkids um that <laughs> yeah there you go Oh, Brian Maloney, your thoughts. Yeah, no. And
1: I, you know, and if you notice for the last week or so, the left, their main talking point has been, it's the hottest it's been in a hundred thousand years or something like that. You know, we only have records going back 150 years, not even barely that, maybe 143 years or so, 1880 or so is my understanding. So we have no idea that that's true and it almost certainly is not so that's what they're throwing out there. But when she talks like that, what she's telling you is she's really a Democrat. And I have no idea why she runs as a Republican. I don't know why we always have these clowns in every single election cycle that want to apologize for conservative positions and apologize for Republicans uh, and, and try to appease the left, which you can't do. And there's no point to it. There's, no, there's nothing to be gained yeah, so I have no idea what the point of a Nikki Haley presidential run is, because I don't think anyone will pick her as their VP anyway. I cannot see that happening because she just offers so, so little to anyone. I mean, there's no... Real substance there. There's no charisma. There's no anything there. So. She
3: represents everything wrong with the Republican Party. This was a yes. woman who, when she was governor of South Carolina, completely launched the tear down of statues in this country. And that she is like the OG of the cultural Marxist movement. I was listening to somebody; I don't even remember who the host was on the way here for just a few minutes, and he was talking about. I think it was Jesse Kelly. I never listened to him, and he was talking briefly about the Republican Party. He's like, you know what? We can't be blaming the communists in this country because the Republican Party and the Christians in this country, even Christians as Democrats, had the majority, and we for decades have been. This country was founded as Christians and, and. for decades and decades and decades, the Republican Party's response has been to cower that when you get called an ugly name like racist, you back off the policy issues. Right. It's like that. We have an open border because Republicans didn't want to be called racist. Right. And here we are. Yeah.
1: But, Andrea, look what happens when you bypass the party leadership, and something happens organically. And what I'm going to say is maybe the headline that you saw tonight was that uh, Anheuser-Busch is admitting that Bud Light sales will never return to normal, that this is permanent damage done. So what happened was organically conservatives got fed up and just switched beers, and the GOP had nothing to do with this. They were never involved. They never supported it. Um, They never opposed it. They were just irrelevant to the whole thing. So what I'm telling you is, you know when people do get together the power is absolutely enormous i mean right. the, or the or the power to go see uh, an incredible film that is circulating, that is uh, building its audience by word of mouth, and now being right. exported overseas. Right, and that's my and point. Just,
3: yeah, that yeah. my point is is when conservatives get together, we have power, and she represents what we don't need because we need to gather together as conservatives. Do like due to the government, like what was done to Bud Light, you know, uh, due to due to Hollywood, what we're doing by supporting conservative uh, movies. There's a reason. To Disney is lose lost nine hundred billion dollars, and the sound of freedoms to the good for about one hundred and fifty mil. Yeah, She's yeah. what we don't need anymore. We need to be rejecting the Nikki Haley's. We need to be telling her, "What are you even doing, lady? Get off! Get Get out of here! Why would anybody even applaud her? Why, why would we have her? And why would we is, even have her?"
1: Yeah, Disney's stock price continues to tumble because conservatives, not just conservatives, but I think just. Ordinary working Americans have voted for their with their feet and just moved, moved on. And the other, you know, I don't have the clip play for you here, but the other quote that should be the companion piece to your Nikki Haley quote there was uh, just a few days ago when Mitt Romney said Ugh. that he thought that the government should be spying on Americans through the use of through uh, social media networks that they should be, you know, in the in the boardroom of. Meta and Twitter and everybody else and they should be spying on Americans. And I thought, wow, thanks for just being brutally honest
3: yeah, and, the, and one of the it, things that's yeah. been revealed with the Trump presidency was the extent of not just the deep state, but how crappy the uniparty system is. But we've got to get our power back, just like we what you're talking about with Bud Light. By the way, Ford truck, I, I think Ford has announced how much loss they've had with trying to go EV right. on, on their trucks. Uh, that's another big story. Well, electric to death.
1: vehicles, we're going to be forced to buy them in just a few years because they're phasing out internal combustion uh, engines. And And the bottom line is, what they've been doing is they've been slowly trying to trick conservatives into supporting electric cars, and they've been slowly kind of easing people into this idea that it's inevitable that we're going to be stuck with these disastrous cars that, you know, when the batteries wear out, it's a $30,000 rebuild. So, I mean, with basically you junk the car. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, we're being, we're being conditioned to be forced into all this, but I also want to say in terms of Utah, I mean, you know, look, Mitt Romney's up for re-election next year, right. In Utah. Mm-hmm. So I and what I could never figure out is why, As U.S. Senator from Utah, Mitt Romney is far more leftist than he was as governor of Massachusetts 20-whatever years ago. And he wasn't particularly
3: conservative then.
1: He wasn't, but he was at least kind of a moderate. Um, Now he's a far leftist. Total. And that part I can't figure out. He's representing a red state, but he sounds like he's representing Vermont. He sounds like a Bernie Sanders almost. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. far off. So, you know, the, the bottom line here is, though, it's the end of July. Tomorrow's August 1st. So we've got basically a year and a few months before Election Day. We should absolutely, I mean, everybody should be, I don't care whether you're in California or Virginia or Florida or wherever you are. Uh, there should be a huge focus on primary Mitt Romney, getting him out. Mm-hmm. I know there are Republicans getting into that race. I'm starting to look at, there's a mayor of Utah City I've started to look at that guy I don't mm-hmm. remember his name but you know we should be focusing yep. on how do we get rid of we yep. need Mitt Romney out
3: of we the need USA him forever. out we uh, there's quite a few you and I need to be working together in the next few months and uh, educating yes. people on who needs to be primaried how we you know how we can help them who who to be looking at that needs to be a strategy for us going forward my friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, Brian Maloney. You bet. Appreciate it. You guys stay tuned. We've got stupid people tricks, stories to share with you guys, um, c- coming, as well as a horrifying story of an act of terrorism, in my opinion, that happened today in New York City. Stay tuned.
0: The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show um, so a disturbing story today um, out of out of New York. Um, we don't talk enough about the threat of radical Islam and the Islamist anymore in this country, uh, because now we're, we're told that the greatest threat is uh, the white supremacist in this country. And we and people that parents that want to speak up at school board meetings. But there was a man who was stabbed to death. A gay black male while pumping gas at a gas station because he and his friends were dancing around is obviously it's super hot right now. This is at the end of the day. They had been um, they were dancing around in swim trunks with no shirts on when they were confronted by a group of Muslims who said who confronted him for his, quote, offensive behavior. The suspect was a 17-year-old Muslim male on surveillance camera stabbed this young black man to death because he was behaving in a way that was offensive to the Muslim. The suspect said, "Um, we're Muslim, so don't do this in front of me. And you could see so that the shirtless young man Uh, was dancing exuberantly. They wasn't behaving, you know, in any way that, you know, just just dancing around in swim trunks. So this uh, was at 11 p.m. Saturday night and there's actual video of of occurring. Supposedly they can't find this young man, this uh, Muslim who murdered uh, Semi... uh, No, uh, that's not who the victim was. Um... The gas station said that the 17-year-old Muslim was known to them at the gas station. The cops have said they can't find him, and yet supposedly people know where he worked. So it's being quote investigated for a hate crime. Investigated for a hate crime. It should be. It actually should be considered an act of terrorism, in my opinion. Am I wrong, skins? You you murdered. it, It is a hate crime. But it's, it's a hate crime, not just because the victim here was black, but because it's an act of Islamic terror. But the left doesn't want you to know that because they don't want you to think that there's any such thing as terrorism anymore in this country. Uh, let's move on to uh, stupid human tricks. Evidently, I guess I didn't have my man's skins pull this article. Um, evidently, this, there's a young gal in hang on where was she was in mm-mm-mm. a ve- vegetarian she was a vegan influencer a raw vegan influencer died of guess what she died of this week did i tell you this story skins
2: yeah i printed it out on on your laptop before the show
3: oh okay I don't see it anywhere. Thank you. Her name was Zana Samsonova. She's a well known raw vegan influencer living in Malaysia. She died last Friday of starvation. I shouldn't laugh, but you know what? I am going to laugh, and you want to know why? Because she, for attention, she tried to, quote, influence people to join her in a raw vegan diet, which consisted of nothing but fruit. Have I not talked about this? And by the way, this is nothing new. This was called the Beverly Hills diet back in the 80s. In fact, I think I reported on the fact that mama went on this Beverly Hills diet it was supposed to be just for two weeks where you eat nothing but fruit. And then you eat not only do you eat nothing but fruit, but like one day you eat nothing but strawberries. The next day you eat nothing but pineapple. And daddy was working at West Jeff, which was a hospital on, on in West Jefferson Parish. And daddy was talking to one of the doctors and they were like, man, tell your wife. Miss Rosemary to get off of this before she dies because you have you cannot exist on fruit alone.
2: Well, you're never. Yeah, I mean you're not supposed to eat any one thing all by itself. The human body's not designed that way,
3: right? A vegan is a person who does not eat any food derived from animals, and a raw vegan eats food completely raw or heated at temperatures below 118 degrees. Zana herself uh, only ate exotic fruits and therefore died of starvation. Um, She was 39 years old. She was a Russian national, frequently promoted raw foods on social media. She was known to, she had millions of viewers on TikTok. She died July 21st after finally seeking medical treatment, doing a tour in Southeast Asia. A few months ago in Sri Lanka, she looked exhausted with swollen legs, oozing lymph. They sent her home to seek treatment, so um, when somebody says, when I saw her in Phuket, I was horrified. So I mean, um, the picture
2: with the article, she did not look healthy.
3: No, she's not. She starved herself. The anti-Christian vegan movement has gained popularity in recent years. The vegan diet, especially raw veganism, is spreading like wildfire because, quote, influencers are pushing their lifestyle on social media. A Cape Coral mother was recently found guilty of starving her 18-month-old son to death after she fed him only raw fruits fruits and vegetables. So it's bad enough that this woman was dumb enough to do this to herself, but she actually promoted this lifestyle that has been picked up on by other people. And it, at least in one case, it resulted in the death of an 18-month-old. So this is literally insanity. I actually dumped an ex-boyfriend of mine who was a Hollywood uh, director because he started out easy, simple enough. You know, he was just going to cut sugar out of his diet. Then it became cutting out meats and, you know, he would eat fish and chicken. And then he ended up vegan. And then there was only two restaurants in L.A. he would eat in. And then it was like that was bad enough. But then he started nagging me and then he had to go. Because you know that became his religion, and people, and and I, so I could see the progression of his obsession, and eventually he had to go because AK ain't given up her food for anybody. Okay. Um, Speaking of stupid people tricks, another uh, stupid people trick story. There's another influencer. Oh shoot, my Wi-Fi went out on me. Let me see if I can get it back here so I can tell you this story. This is a story of another influencer who died. His name, he was a daredevil. Remy Lucidi, Uh, he had a nickname. Remy Enigma was his nickname on social media. He was known for his Instagram stunts. Well, that was before he fell 721 feet from the, today from the top of a 68-story Hong Kong skyscraper. He posted his final photo uh, right before he fell. He had a history of climbing structures worldwide from buildings to cranes, bridges, pylons, and transmitters. On the day of the accident, he told security he was visiting a friend on the 40th floor so he could gain access to the tower's rooftop on the 68th floor when he fell. So we are past the point in which influencers are killing themselves uh, and promoting insanity and in serious life-threatening nonsense for fame and for followers. You know what, skins? It's a lot. It's a lot safer to just go out and get a real job and not starve yourself to death for followers and not fall seven hundred twenty-one feet to your death. At the age I mean of I see some of
2: these influencers online and regardless of what whatever the, the the niche is they I mean they have to work really hard at gaining a following and you know I just I, I wish some of those practices would be a little bit more normal.
3: yeah I mean I, I'm looking at the video he took where he's where the self video from the high rise before he fell. I mean I did the rides at the top of the stratosphere in Vegas. Which are
2: I don't know if I could do that.
3: Well, at least you're on the you're you're connected to the top That's of true. the building and you're in a ride and strapped in. Strapton. You're not, you know, although I mean it's I mean still, I'll ask you a
2: question, just flat out. Do you think these influencers that do things like this, do you think they even think about the ramifications it's gonna have on the other side?
3: No. I think they're so obsessed with attention, they're so obsessed with um you know, this being their and there have been f- People who have left being YouTube influencers and Instagram and social media um, because maybe they were part of like the van life type experience where they're doing all these travel videos or whatever. And they've said that the toll it took on them emotionally and mentally, it wasn't worth whatever money they were making on the other side. Um, They get sucked into it. Some end up leaving. They recognize at least the damage it's doing to themselves. I was just going to say,
2: it seems like even the normal ones are realizing it's, it's a steep price. It's a steep price.
3: I don't know when they're doing it and they're sucked into it, that they're thinking about the damage that they may be doing to other people with their that, that they're that they're and not just a negative influence on themselves, but on others. I don't know that they get it at that point. We're going to take a break. When we come back. Speaking of negative influencers, let's talk about Kamala Harris, shall we stay tuned?
0: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K., whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. What would you call Kamala? What one word can we use to describe Kamala? <laughs> well, she was called the borders. All right, wasn't that her job? Right. I mean, Joe Biden was given control. She's of- still
2: prepping for her initial visit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she did actually take a trip to the border it was taco bell right it wasn't it wasn't actually she went somewhere in texas and it wasn't anywhere near the border in fact it might have been at the four points right what what states here's a little trivia quiz what states make up the four points it's texas oklahoma colorado y'all help me out no don't be i see you google it in there man
2: uh-huh. I don't know what you're looking at. My, I'm looking straight at you, and my hands are in the air.
3: Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Quick call 888 344 1170. I ain't helping you now. You're what, are, what are the four points for the four states? Because I think you can actually even stand and have and, and, and be like in all four, like one foot and two hands, like in each state, I think, at the four corners, the four points, Eight 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 I'm not going to Google. I wasn't uh,
2: Googling, but now I am and I'm not telling you.
3: I know. I know you were going to. Um, so anyway, No, I thought I
2: wasn't going oh, to. Oh, you
3: were going to. So maybe that's where Kamala went when she said she was going to the border. Anyway, she decided to finally speak up about it. And here's what she had to say today, or in an interview, I think it was yesterday. uh, Skins, please play clip six. So, first of all, let's agree that people should not be the pawns in a political game. Human beings should not be treated as pawns in a political game. What is happening in terms of sending these migrants, most of whom have fleed great harm, and sending them across the country For the sake of some political showmanship, it's just irresponsible. First of all, can we agree that people should not be pawns in a political and then she repeats that over and over. Um, Dropping migrants at my doorstep is political showmanship and is irresponsible. Um, I think Arizona Sheriff Mark Lamb uh, had a great response to her clip seven. First of all, what's irresponsible is not closing the border. That's her <laughs> job. That's the first irresponsible part. The second irresponsible part is the,
1: the these governors from Arizona, Texas, yeah, they're bussing people. What are they supposed to do with them? But also, for every bus they send, there's probably 10 to 20 buses that the U.S. government sends to different places. A lot of red states, you don't hear them complaining. And they're also bringing them right here to New York and other places like Chicago. So it's not just the, the governors. It's actually their government as well.
3: Of course it is. We all remember the airplanes that were dropping illegal Ill, illegals. And by the way, did he did he refer to them as migrants? We need to start using the accurate term illegal aliens. These are people that are not, you know. A Mayorkas bragged the other day about how he he immediately told everybody at uh, Department of Homeland Security to refer to them as non citizens. A non citizen is somebody somebody who's here in this country legally. Who's here maybe on vacation, maybe here on a work visa, maybe here on a green card. Those are non-citizens. These people have broken into our country. They're illegal aliens. And the U.S. government, the Biden administration was putting them on buses, putting them on airplanes, sending them here to like San Diego, coming in from Texas, being brought here to San Diego. Right. Or coming across San Diego and being put on airplanes without having to, without ID. You can't get on a plane and go fly anywhere as a US citizen without without a pla- without uh, ID, right? Yeah, and you got to pay for TSA Pre if you want to go th- if you want to go to the head of the line and not have to wait in the long line, right? And you got and, and to get to qualify for TSA Pre, you got to go through a government background check. And they were putting illegal immigrants on on illegal aliens on planes and dropping them off in the middle of the night. Remember that? What's irresponsible is a completely open border where we're bringing in, and what Mark Lamb didn't mention was how we're bringing in MS-13 gang members, we're bringing in child sex traffickers, we're bringing in children, we're encouraging and enabling children to be raped 60-something times on the trek here. And by the way, Mark Lamb was incorrect there. He said, oh, the the red states aren't complaining. Yeah, they are complaining. We need the border secured and we need everybody who came into this country illegally rounded up and deported. I want to deep instead of starting a space force like the Trump administration did, or maybe we need a space force. We need a deportation force. We need them rounded up, Across the country, we know where they are because they've been given cell phones. They've been given housing. They've been given in-state tuition. They've been given medical care. They've been given driver's licenses around this country. I want them deported. They don't belong in this country. We can't afford it. They're a security risk. These children need to be sent back to where they are. They're draining every bit of our resources. We dreamers are the American citizens in this country, and our dreams are being taken away from us. That's my take there. I don't know how I can segue. Uh, And and we're called bigots and homophobes and uh, xenophobes. If we want to secure our border, if we don't want our country given away and turned into a third world crap hole like we're seeing happening on the streets of New York City as a result, we have already have a homeless problem. And now it's being made worse because these people like Eric Adams with their sanctuary cities are saying we don't have any place to put them. I want to play this clip. I don't really have a good segue. I don't want to do, uh, you know, I, I I don't really know what all I should say about this story. But I have to play this clip for you guys. You know, you might say you can understand. This is the black party in South Africa. And there's an entire stadium of people chanting and singing. Kill the whites. Kill the Boer whites. Kill the white farmer. And you might be thinking, well, after apartheid in South Africa, this is acceptable. No, it shouldn't be acceptable. Because wholesale genocide should never be acceptable. You don't turn around and flip it to right the wrongs. Please play clip five.
2: Kitchi, Kitchi, alliance. Shoot to kill Hamaza. kill the poor, the Bama
0: the boer, the farmer. Brr,
3: pa, pa, brr, pa, pa. Wow, that's xenophobia. That's racism. Kill the boer, pow, pow, shoot to kill. Kill the white farmer. We're led to believe that south africa is supposed to be so cosmopolitan and um it, 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 that's barbaric that's animalistic is that a push for equality i thought i thought it was about equality and you know what I, i'm just going to say what i'm not supposed to say here wouldn't they be isn't that a part of wouldn't they be chanting that here if they thought they could get away with it skins at least some people. When we see hate crimes happening across this country, we see we see hate crimes in a variety of different ways. We see a lot of demands for reparations going on here. What we have in America right now is, it. it you know, when, it, when you've got and nobody's chanting, don't be adding me. Uh, uh, you know, I see parallels in terms of hatred and racism here against white people in this country instead of, of solidarity around equality am i wrong email me at com. call our 24-hour hotline 844-814-5227 we've actually had chance of attacking white people and we've got chance going on at pride parades of killing and attacking the turfs which are any which is anybody they consider anti-trans We've got amping up of, of hate crime violence in this country. And it's certainly going to continue if we keep fostering the racism and the hatred in America. But I want to know what you think. Email me at andreacashow.com. We'll be back tomorrow night. Officer Brandon Tatum and Mike Gall are going to be here tomorrow night. You don't want to miss it. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.